Hello and welcome to this week's edition episode of Twisted and Misunderstood. There's a few things that um, we're going to talk about today, mainly on auras and colours of auras and how colours affect you. But before we start talking about that, I'm going to just go a few little leads-ins to things that I think you might be interested in. I think there's a there's a podcast called Uncover Your Magic, which is by Ashley Gonner. Go and check that out. There's a lot of really good subjects that you will find very relevant to you at this moment in time. So Ashley Gonner and another friend of mine from America has an interview with a Ukrainian paramedic on his podcast this week. His name is Sam Led. Go and look up Sam Led and his podcast if you're interested in hearing a first-hand account of a paramedic from Ukraine who's actually currently engaged in their conflict in in the in the country there. So another very interesting podcast. Also, you know, I mean for me, you know, it's mindsight.org, M-Y-N-D-S-I-T-E dot O-R-G for anything you want, um, from photographic profiling to interviews to just a chance to chat or have your own ideas or something that you want to discuss with me. Happy to talk about that, those things. Um, or a profiling at gmail.com if you want to contact the show. Or you can leave me a voicemail here at the Twisted and Misunderstood podcast. Thank you. That's all the little messages out the way for now. And today we're going to talk about colours and how colours affect your moods, the things that go on around you, the different things that we find ourselves wearing, for instance, and also the greater sort of psychological side of colour, because there's a great need to be able to understand the things that we wear are also affecting the way that we do and think and act so this was triggered last night i was actually watching an italian football match you wouldn't believe it it was um in syria R, and um a, a great team that's been a, an amazing team for many many years called juventus they're known as the old lady of turin they were playing but instead of playing in their normal dominant black and white striped kit, they wore pink. And it seemed like there was a different team on the field. I think the psychological effect different colours and different things has on the sporting world is, is immense. It's, it's huge. I think that if you're a, a team playing against these um champion footballers and you run out in, onto the pitch and they're wearing this pink kit which you don't associate with them there is absolutely no fear it's psychological it's like you're playing a different team and this is what happened last night this this team of um very um lesser team shall we say um went out and played against them and played really really well and got a draw from the champions of Italy. So we've got to consider the psychological effect that the team's colours have on the actual game. And I think teams have um, missed a trick because they're, they're greedy. They want to sell kits. They want to sell their, their football kits and they're trying to appeal to everyone across society. They've actually compromised themselves on their traditions. But it also... 
doesn't allow them to perform on the pitch. So these football teams that are now multi-million pound industries are not using colour to their advantage. They're using it to make money, which is disadvantaging the team on the actual match day. And I sort of sat and watched the game thinking, this is all about how people feel when they're playing. This is psychological and the psychological impact that maybe Manchester United playing in, in a red kit would have compared to them playing in a black kit or a team like Liverpool playing in pink rather than in red. It's something that the the actual authorities who run football have failed to recognise as being significant, whereas to me, it's extremely significant. I think the colours that any sporting team play in are going to affect the end result. And also with us personally, what we wear, what, we, what we're attracted to in the morning when we get out of bed, the, the colours that we actually put on. Now, I know that some of us have to wear uniforms and we have no choices in the colours that we wear. But again, it's psychological. Just recently, the news of the Queen passing and um, all the tributes, all the flowers, you know, they're, they're multicolored and they're, they've been laid out in, in different shapes around um, different monuments around London. And, and throughout the, the whole of the UK, it's been quite remarkable to see. But the colors lift people. Even if they are flowers, and I often laugh and say that as soon as you buy cut flowers, you're buying a dead flower because it's only a matter of time before the color will drain from the aura of those flowers and they become very gray and very black. And you can watch it. If you get a bunch of cut flowers, you can watch them die in front of you. And if you were to be able to see that, which you can do if you really want to, you could actually figure out what it's like to watch something go from having lots of energy and connected to a, a source to no energy and then just fading into greys and then blacks. And cut flowers are a prime example of that. If you were to look at anything that is planted like a like a, a house plant in a in a pot, you'll see the, the green aura around the outside of the, the plant. Even if you haven't been able to see auras before, you can still see house plants and you can still see the auras because they are actually connected to a source. As soon as you cut the stems of flowers, you actually take away the source. And it, and it really does kill them. And it's something that you have to be aware of. So colours on things really, really matter. The energy that comes out of a of a person that is actually able to feel really fit, well, objective to, to life are very variable, but the frequencies vibrate on the colours. Colours and frequencies go together. If you have a certain frequency, you can see different shades of orange on the outer aura to having a, a less vibrant frequency, if you like a lower frequency, you start seeing the orange fade, just like the flowers. So the more energy we have, the more vibrant our colours, the easier the aura is to see. 
but also the more we feel alive in our minds the more we actually feel connected to the things that we're doing and you would be able to figure this out right because in the mornings when you wake up the most important thing you feel is how that day is going to go so your first 10 minutes are dictating where and where that day is now if you're dictating your day in the first 10 minutes when you get up the first things you're going to do is have a drink have a wash and then you're going to choose the colors that you're going to wear now some people want to busily dis disappear and those people will choose blacks and grays these are the people that just want to vanish into the background of the day or they don't like the shape of their bodies or they're unhappy about something. And it's very comfortable to put on a gray or a black at that moment. And you will see them being drawn unintentionally into the colors that they're wearing by the way that they're feeling. And I don't just mean about how they wake up, what mood they wake up in, but how they feel about themselves. And it's interesting that the whole spectrum of color really can show you so much about a person's moods and their mood in that particular time when they chose those clothes. Or like I believe, the clothes choose you. You really don't really have too much say. You sort of get drawn automatically to the colors that are reflective of how you're actually feeling and feeling in life. Um, Grey is very much about wanting to disappear into the background, um, be unnoticed, and be you know, I mean, almost blend into into a into a crowd. People that don't want to be seen, don't want to be really noticed too much. And then we got the other end of the spectrum, and we can talk about the brighter colours because sometimes we wear nice bright, you know, yellows or greens or reds or blues. And those colors are also very significant to the person's mood. Now, if you're starting your day and you look at the wardrobe and there's a great big green, bright green t-shirt in front of you and you think, right, that's my, that's my color today. I really fancy that. And you pop that on. That is actually an indication that you want to be noticed, that something's going on. You're actually in an environment where you want to be recognized, you want to be seen, or you want to be noticed. Green is very much the color that people notice on people. You'd be amazed the amount of people that you see once you start figuring out all these colors and all these color changes that people have. You will notice the person in green before you notice any other people. So you have a look around today if you're on the tube or the underground or on a bus or just walking about your working stations just have a look and you will notice green far first it's the first color you notice the 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 other colors that are very significant for people are things like blues people wear blues very very easily it's a very comfortable color they're normally fairly confident fairly um sure about what they're doing and how they're thinking and they are good communicators really quite strong communicators in the in the life and the things that they choose to do so blues are normally for people that are in industry teachers you know people that that have that need to want to communicate with other people and normally blues you find people are approachable they're normally dedicated to wanting to find answers and wanting to bring that back so if you find that your wardrobe is based on blues you would probably find that you're a natural communicator. The 
the the next color really is the reds the dark reds and people wear reds quite again it's it's um associated in the chinese um um society as being lucky you'll find that a lot of um sporting teams in china will always adopt red it's a dominant color and it's supposed to bring that that luck and that fortune again people that wear red are normally pretty much extroverted they normally have a a strong personality they're normally people that are risk takers as well you'll you'll see politicians they will wear a blue shirt a blue a blue suit if i can say it and they'll wear a white shirt and a red tie and the red tie is the dominance of their personality that they want to show that they're in control, in charge. And it shows that sign of things that if you do that, there's other people that will have the same attire. They'll have the the blue or the black suit, and then they'll have the white shirt and they'll have the, the different color tie. Maybe they'll have a, you know, a blue tie and then they'll wear red socks. And now these are introverted people that, feel that they don't quite get to the point of being heard and they want to be noticed a little bit but they don't really want to be in the forefront of things so what people especially males what they wear on their feet is quite significant to how they feel about their own prowess in the industry that they work so if you if you see a politician for instance with the the black suit and the white shirt and the the blue tie but with the red socks you know that they're not quite feeling totally comfortable about how they fit in with their peers it's a it's an indication that they feel a little bit uneasy around people that are the same as them so they don't feel quite that they've they've earned their their um their position in life and they're having to prove themselves time after time after time it's a real sign of confidence when when you see somebody wearing the very same colors that match and you see a politician in a dark suit with a light shirt and a red tie but also would wear dark socks and again those are indications that the colors in their aura are very dominant around the things that they believe in and the things that they see in the the thing about green if we just come back basically to green you often see people that are single wearing green and one other color, which is always very noticeable when you walk around any town center, any, any streets, any city, that people that are single tend to wear white more often. They tend to have white trousers and white tops and they tend to be much more um, noticeable. And white, again, is a as a color of it's supposed to be sort of expression and freedom but it's like come and talk to me i i want to be noticed i want to be a part of what you're thinking i want to be able to show you who i am and it's also wrongly thought of as confidence white is not confidence when you wear white on your own it's basically saying i want you to be able to see what I look like, I want you to be attracted to me physically and I want to go out there and meet members of the opposite sex. And you will see that with men and women who dress in, in primarily all white. 
They are they are extroverts often. They are people that want to find other people. They want to find partners. And you'll see it a lot in dating pictures and people that want to show an image of themselves that isn't always the personality behind the clothes that they're wearing. We can come back a little bit and, and just talk about the moods. And you can see how this would reflect on your mood as you wake up. If you wake up and you feel ultra confident and you feel really good about yourself, you're going to look for a lighter color. You're going to look for your pale pastel colors and your whites to wear. And you're going to feel comfortable wearing them. You're going to feel confident wearing them. If you feel happy and you feel rested and really good, you I mean, shades of yellow are normally pretty much there and if you're watching people and you're looking at people's body language and the way that they actually react to things yellow people normally have have an inner confidence that isn't conflictual so they will be happy to talk or happy to share they're just fairly easygoing people that really rarely have too many agendas and that of course, I mean, the colors that we wear naturally, when we think about what we feel comfortable in, normally means is how we adapt our position in our life to the peer group of people that we're actually with or dealing with or talking to. And it's, for instance, it's no good wearing yellow if you're going into an office where everybody's working together for the same goals yeah although it will show confidence it will show individuality and sometimes we need the more team approach to things and that's where you'll find that the reds and the blues tend to draw people together more and tend to make people feel more unified when they're working on a particular project as as a unit um, when you start getting people, entrepreneurs and people wanting to be individuals, then you'll start to get the sort of brighter, you know, less um, dominant colors coming into play. So you'll start to see things like the yellows, the reds, you know, pink. Pink is another color that people will wear if they want to be want to be noticed. It's a dominant yet non-confrontational beginning with a person that has lots of agendas underneath. So if you see people in pink, they're normally got really strong opinions. And if their their basic um, dress is pink all over, then they really have strong individual tendencies to make decisions or to want to be in control, especially in the working environment and also in relationships. So the colors that we wear, and the things that we do with color are so very important. Yet we tend to do them when we're sleepwalking. We tend to do them unconsciously. And if you've had the time to listen to me talk about these colors and the things that we actually are choosing subconsciously, have a look at yourself and see what colors you've chosen today. Because those colors can reflect on your moods, your aura, and the individuality that you choose as a person. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit more about another subject with colors that is also very interesting, which is the aura, because the aura has its own frequencies, its own vibration, and those vibrations of energy around the person create the colors in the aura. Now, we don't choose those colors. 
they choose us our lifestyle the way that we sleep eat think emotionally react actually affect all the vibrations and frequencies from our body and portray that outwardly in the aura now the first thing that i do when i'm looking at anybody's aura is i don't look at the person because the person will have an indication of how they're feeling in that moment and maybe an indication of their personality in that moment but it won't show the full extent of the person what i like to do is blank out the person so i'm just looking at the edges now that can be really interesting that you can actually see people trying to mislead others around them to how they're actually feeling or they're totally engaged it really does depend on the outer colors of a person and when we're looking at the outer colors that starts with the outer aura because remember the aura comes in three sections it comes outer middle and inner the outer aura is the protective shell and depending on how energized the person feels or what they've been through in their life emotionally the outer aura is normally a darker shade of orange now it can be two or three shades but those shades are indications of an emotional part of their life or pathway through their life that they've had at some point that they've recovered from or maybe still going through and the outer aura although it's a protective shell and a protective part of the body it can actually be very telltale to the energy levels the personality how person copes with emotional problems and trauma and also how they are at this moment so for instance if you see a very weak orange outer aura that person may find it very difficult to sleep they might even be finding it very difficult to fit in to the people that they're around their emotions have been quite stressed there's there's so many different conclusions that you can draw from someone's outer aura and there's so many different shades you know there's 128 shades of orange that i've actually come to recognize around people's outer auras and each one of us has a combination of these shades in different layers in different thicknesses so sometimes people's outer aura can be six seven inches wide and other times it can be a centimeter it can be very narrow and you see this in people as they have different um, things that they're coping with, even the environment they're living in. They could be living in a town center where there's lots of um, fumes in the air that they're breathing. And that affects people's energy levels. And we don't realize we, we sort of um, go around a little bit invisible about what the environment means. But you take someone to the seaside and look at their aura to compare to the middle of New York Central and look at their aura you see a difference in the energy that they're breathing in and out so the actual contaminants in the air really affect the way that we feel inside even though we might not even draw those conclusions if we go into the middle aura now and we look at the emotional state of mind and the way that a person is on a communication level what we'll see is we'll see blues and we will see purples and pinks yellows we'll see all these combinations of colors because one color can mix and match into another color and remember the aura 
is on a frequency. So conditionally, it is still moving. So it never stops. It's always altering and changing, depending on what is coming in, the thought processes, your worries, your concerns, the food you're eating, the air you're breathing, all the things that you're actually doing in your life actually show up in your in your aura and the colors that mix in together are an indication of the percentages of what's affecting you right now and you believe that you're in control of your body you're not <laughs> you're really not there is so much that controls us the body is the best way the best form of getting you to do things that it wants you to do and for instance you know drinking coffee smoking nickel nicotine um eating sugars you I mean you think it's you that craves that chocolate bar it's not it's your body your body will tell you and it will send out signals and signs through your chemistry that you that you may have to do something or eat something or or rest or or drink a, a cup of coffee or smoke a cigarette. There are lots of things that the body can get addicted to that can get conditioned by. And you're feeling that it's you making those decisions. It's the the classic one for me is when a woman wants to you know have a child. That the body is what indicates that it's not the person, it's the hormone levels, it's the it's nature tricking us to believe in that we want that. And if you think about that, that is quite scary. That how can something as straightforward as chemistry control everything that you're doing in your life, from your moods to your relationships to the way that you're feeling, the way that you're seeing things. There are so many things that your body tricks you into thinking and doing and they'll ever believe that you're in control because the aura actually shows that you're not. And a lot of the things that affect you are affected by the chemistry, the things that you eat, the things that you breathe. And your middle aura is a great indication of that. We, we actually see so much in that middle aura that indicates um, people of really strong um, authority or intelligence or intellect or communication, music, um, awareness of sleep states and dream states. Um, there is so much going on in that protective middle aura that allows us to see your personality. You don't need to ask questions. You just need to look at the middle piece of the aura. Now, the inner aura and we're just going to touch briefly on that. It's um, normally a shade of green. And the inner aura is very much affected by your wellness, by the food that you eat, your metabolic rate of your body, your, your blood pressure, for instance, how fast or how slow that is, the things that you've consumed the day before sometimes, or even you know the moment before, are all affected in your inner aura. And that actually will show me where you may have muscular worries or you may have a back problem. You may be actually conditioned to lots of different things, but the inner aura is always an indication of how many things affect you personally. And you may not even realize that you have these three different parts of your aura, but these three different parts build up to make one big picture of you and the colors the things that we do the psychological approach to life and the things that we are thinking about has such an impact on our lives that we tend to forget the impact is there all the time 
and we have control over it not your body just you know although your body does dictate and you believe it's you and that's something that i want to share with people that you don't always have to follow what your body is actually showing you within that sort of area it's um it's very much about how we just just actually feel within the things that we're doing that allow us to believe in what we are as people